since I was in college, I had this dream that one day I was going to own a truck and I was going to drive down some country road with my windows down, my elbow hanging out the window, my ball cap backwards, and I'd be blasting country music. And I was convinced that uh, if I could someday, somehow achieve this goal, I would finally know what complete joy and peace would feel like. Well, back in 2018, about three years ago, a friend of ours who used to work at a dealership, he called us and said that uh, somebody had just traded in a used truck. It was about two years old. He said, but the driver didn't really use it, so it was practically new. So Susie and I, we rushed to the dealership, we checked it out, we test drove it, we went home, we crunched the numbers, we looked at our budgets, we slept on it, and the next day, we decided we, we would go back to the dealership and we would buy this truck, and, and, and I love it. Well, can you guess what I did for the next couple weeks after I bought it? I, I, so I changed the route for me to get to work and I started taking River Road and I would just drive down River Road for about 30 minutes. And uh, I, I loved it because every day on my way to work and from work, I would roll down my windows, I would stick uh, my, arm, my elbow out the window, I'd blast country music on the radio and I was just having the time of my life. But I'll be honest with you, after about two weeks, the joy kind of uh, faded away. I realized that uh, the route that I was taking was actually adding about 10 to 15 minutes to my drive, which meant I was driving longer distances, which meant I was going to have to fill up more often, which meant I was going to end up having more expenses. It, it just it, The list piled on as to like why I wasn't uh, feeling complete joy and peace by driving this truck. Now look, I still love my truck completely, but I find that I'm still searching for complete joy and peace. The same complete joy and peace that I thought buying a truck would someday, someday get me. Have you ever been in those moments? Have you ever thought to yourself, if I can just have this one thing, then I'll be truly happy? If I could just have this one thing, my life would finally come together. Maybe, uh, maybe for you, it's something like if I could just get a certain job or a certain pay grade, or if I could just travel more or finish school, or even if I could just get through this week, I'll be better. I'll be fine. I'll be happy. Everything will finally be okay. Have you ever been there? Look, some of you will be able to relate this, uh, to this what happens when you finally reach those things, right? When we reach the things that were supposed to make life good and, and, uh, and life different, and the th when we reach the things that are supposed to bring us complete joy and peace, nothing really changes, does it? In fact, pursuing these things often leaves us feeling empty, which is the opposite of what we intended to do in the first place. There's a scripture in the Gospel of John um, that I think can give us some insight as to why we always continue to feel empty, even after reaching or pursuing certain things. And if we pay close attention to this scripture, I think it even encourages us to take one major step to overcoming that feeling. I want you to listen to this text. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. 
and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Jesus essentially says that the sheep are cared for by one of two people. Either the good shepherd cares for the sheep or a hired hand cares for the sheep. And he paints this very clear picture that the good shepherd actually cares about the sheep because the good shepherd would lay down his life for the sheep. But on the other hand, the hired hand could care less about the sheep, right? For the hired hand, taking care of the sheep is just a job. And the hired hand will always choose self-preservation over the preservation of the sheep. And so scripture says that if a wolf comes, the hired hand runs to safety. But the good shepherd is willing to stick around and fight off the wolf, even if his or her life is at stake. There are two polar opposites here, right? There's, there's a good shepherd and there's a hired hand. Now, I would argue that these two polar opposites uh, actually live in our lives every single day. You see, the good shepherd is Jesus, and the hired hand represents the world. Let me explain. See, the hired hand says, hire me, right? Place me in your life, and I will make sure that you have everything you need. Food, water, protection, activities, fun, joy, peace. I can go on and on with this list of what the hired hand promises. In the same way, the world tells us, give me all your money, give me all your goals, give me your ambitions, give me everything. And in return, I will make you happier and more at peace than you can ever imagine. You see, the world says, buy a new truck and all your problems go away. The world says, get a new house and your marriage will get fixed. The world says, go to the right school and every door will open up for you. The world says, look a certain way and dress a certain way and vacation a certain way and live a certain way and you will be happier and more at peace than everyone else. But you and I both know that that is not true. You buy the stuff. You earn the degrees, you, you do everything the world tells you you're supposed to do, and somehow there is still a sense of emptiness. And for me, that sense of emptiness in our lives is the wolf in our scripture. It's the wolf that comes and snatches the sheep and scatters them. I mean, think about that. Think about what that emptiness we feel does to us. When that emptiness begins to bubble up in our lives, it takes away any joy. It takes away any sense of accomplishment, even any sense of safety and peace that we, might, um, that we might have at the time. And when that emptiness takes those things away from us, we begin to run in different directions, right? We become scattered, trying to bring sense of, uh, a sense of balance back into our lives. Look, I want you to hear this. The emptiness we feel causes the same kind of chaos and destruction in our lives that the wolf causes in the life of the sheep when it comes uh, to scatter them and to snatch them. See, the world tells us that it has everything we need. The same way that the hired hand tells the sheep that, that he has everything they need. 
But when the wolf comes, when the sense of emptiness begins to bubble up, the world chooses self-preservation. The world tells us we must not be doing something right, that we must be going after the wrong things, that we're not trying hard enough. just like the hired hand runs away from the sheep. See, instead of the world being honest with us and telling us that it cannot provide what we are truly looking for, the world chooses self-preservation and says, the problem isn't me, the problem is you. I can imagine the hired hand saying, the, the problem's not me, right? Everybody knows that we need to run away from a wolf. Why didn't you run? Why didn't you protect yourself better? The hired hand chooses self-preservation over the preservation of the sheep. And the world, too, chooses self-preservation over our preservation. The world will always defend itself first. Look, I don't know about you, but living that way is absolutely frustrating to me. And the reality is that most of us live that way every single day of our lives. But Jesus looks at us through this scripture and says, you don't have to live that way. He says, I am the good shepherd, and unlike the hired hand, I lay down my life for the sheep. See, when push comes to shove, when the wolf arrives, when this sense of emptiness begins to bubble up inside of us, Jesus doesn't run away. Jesus stays and fights. See, Jesus, the good shepherd, will always fight this emptiness that we feel or the wolf that comes to attack us so that we can experience complete joy and peace in a way that the world or the hired hand will never be able to offer us. Does that make sense? Jesus will always fight this emptiness that bubbles up inside of us so that we can experience complete joy and peace in a way that the world will never be able to offer us. See, the sheep are not meant to live their lives afraid of the wolf or even keeping an eye out for the wolf. The sheep are meant to enjoy life, to eat grass, to drink water, to travel long distances. They are not meant to live in fear. They weren't created for that. And so Jesus says, the hired hand, the hired hand will never give the sheep the type of life that they are looking for, that, that life with complete joy and peace. Because the hired hand is always going to run away when things get tough. In the same way, friends, you and I don't have to live in fear of being overrun by the sense of emptiness. We don't have to live our lives searching for complete joy and peace in this world because Jesus is already offering it to us. Jesus is offering you and I complete joy and peace. And the reality is that only Jesus can do that. Only Jesus can offer what we're searching for. No matter what the world may tell us, no matter how many times the world may say that it has our best interest in mind, the world will never be able to offer us complete joy and peace. Only Jesus can. And all we have to do is trust the good shepherd over the hired hand. We have to trust Jesus over the world, especially in the face of emptiness. Let me paint a picture for you of what I think this looks like. 
So imagine you're driving down a country road when you notice a flock of sheep eating grass in one of the fields. You begin to pay closer, uh, pay closer attention and you notice that off in the distance there is this wolf getting closer and closer to the sheep. You start to slow down because you want to see what's going to happen. And for some reason, you notice that the sheep aren't really phased by the wolf. They're not worried about the wolf. They're just standing there. And so you slow down more to see what happens. And as the wolf is standing right next to the sheep, there's a part of you that kind of knows what's going to happen next, right? But the sheep, they're still unconcerned. So, so you pull over, right? Because you know that they should be worrying. They should be panicking. And so you pull over. You're about to run towards the sheep. And you notice that, that one of the sheep just looks up at the wolf, shrugs his shoulders, and just keeps eating grass. You begin to panic even more, right? And you start sprinting towards the sheep to try to protect them. Suddenly, their shepherd shows up. And the shepherd confronts the wolf, and the wolf runs away. Meanwhile, the sheep never panic. And despite the presence of the wolf, they just go about their business, eating grass, drinking water, traveling long distance. And they do that because the sheep trust that their shepherd will be doing their fighting. See, when we trust the good shepherd, the world can throw its worst at us. And the reality is that we can remain unfazed too. The world can tell us that we're not good enough. The world can throw sickness and uh, death at us. The world can throw uh, insecurity at us. The world can make us feel completely empty. And we can still remain unfazed. We can continue to live with uh, complete joy and peace. Because we too know and trust that no matter what the world may throw our way, no matter how often the, 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 the wolf will come our way, the good shepherd will be doing our fighting. Friends, I don't know about you, but I want to live my life with that kind of complete joy and peace. And if you want it too, then we have to look at our problems, our struggles, our fears, even our emptiness. And we have to be willing to say, do your worst. I dare you, because Jesus is doing my fighting today. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, I give you thanks for who you are, the good shepherd, the shepherd who never runs away, the shepherd who protects, even if it means laying down his own life. So God, help us be uh, children of God, the, the kind of children of God who, who put our trust in you over the world. Because God, we know that the wolf is going to come. We know the wolf is going to come and make us feel empty and insecure and so many other things. But God, in the face of that, may we just remain unfazed like the sheep, trusting that you are the one who will be doing our fighting. God, I give you thanks. And I pray this in your most precious and most glorious name. And all God's people said, Amen.